Sunstrom Recruitment are the leaders in health and safety recruitment. If you're considering a career change or need to discuss your organisation's hiring, reach out to the team today. We were awarded Recruitment Agency of the Year in Health and Safety in 2023 and are a proud sponsor of Health and Safety Conversations. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Health and Safety Conversations. Here's your host, Tom Bourne. Hi, and welcome to Health and Safety Conversations. I'm your host, Tom Bourne, and with me this evening is Alexandro Zichlag. Alexandro, how are you? How oh, great, Tom. Oh, great. Thank you. Yourself? Oh, excellent. Coming all the way from whereabouts are you at the moment? I'm in Australia by, the, by, by now, uh, but I'm coming from Brazil, from South Brazil. Okay. What part of Australia are you in right now? Queensland, Moranbah North. Moranbah. Yeah, working on the mines. What mine what mine are you on? I'm curious. Grosvenor. Okay. I spent yeah. a little bit of time up at Cavill Ridge there. Is it is it is it coal coal that you're mining? Yeah, on? yeah. Underground coal. Underground. Oh, cool. Underground is a uh, challenging environment. Yeah. It is. It's very, very complex. You know, it's dealing with that, you know, nature and, and, and gas. And that's a big challenge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Alexandra, for those who don't know about you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey in safety? And uh, you've mentioned what you're currently doing. So we might give that a bit, but just how you've come to be in the position you're currently at. All right. I think. We start from the beginning, right? So, Alexander, you can call me Alex. I think that's much easier, hey? <laughs> yeah, I'm Brazilian. I'm 37. have been in safety since I was very young. Didn't start in safety by passion. Just started by occasion. You know, someone told me to do something different. I went to that technical course and ended up in safety. So, on that journey, I started in the maritime industry, uh, in a shipping company. Spent a few years uh, doing some training, auditing, facilitating some some 
visits on the ships, navigating through the coast in Brazil. After that, I went offshore, working oil rigs, oil and gas rigs offshore, drilling wells for you no know, major players in the oil and gas industry, where I, I learned a lot. I spent a couple of years over there doing rotational work as a safety officer. After that, I decided to spend some time in the corporate side of the business. You know, went to the headquarters in Rio de Janeiro, brought my family to there, lived a couple of years doing, you know, normal working hours regime, had a great, great exposures with regulators and clients and the corporate side of things. It was at this time when I started, first started to get involved in coaching and coaching for safety. So I took a few qualifications in coaching. First one was more life coaching, which wasn't my thing and still not being my thing. I, I took a few things from that experience, but then I was looking for more safety-related coaching. So I found out a guy in UK called Michael Emery mm-hmm. who was delivering a two-day training called Coaching for Safety, which got my attention. That's Wow, that was that was what I was looking for, you know, like something that can bring some of the soft skills from coaching to, to safety. So, yeah, I was about to do a family trip to Italy at the time, me, my wife, and my daughter. And then I, I thought, why not have a step in the UK and do that training just before my, my, my trip with family? So I did. It was a really good experience that changed a little bit the way I was seeing safety at the time. Um, so after great times in there, came back to home, reflect a little bit and say, well, so what can I do differently on my current role, role as a safety supervisor, you know, bringing some of those coaching skills to my day to day. And I keep doing that. So by last year, January last year, I started talking to a company which is based in Scotland, mm-hmm. which is having a, a, a global program with one of the big mining companies and they were requiring some safety coaches with uh, offshore experience and some coaching qualification and I look at it and say yeah that's me <laughs> and apply for the job and here I am excellent excellent can I ask you what does a, a safety coach actually do what I mean we know about safety advisors what do, what's 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 the difference safety advisor safety coach I think the big difference, Tony, is the coach doesn't have the answers. So he doesn't give an advice. He doesn't give an answers. He doesn't give training. He promotes and engages in conversations to raise awareness, to, you know, help development. And, and that affects the safety performance by the end of the day, you know. So it's it's coming from a cop perspective to a coach perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. So which is interesting because that's, People, people are not used to have that approach coming to them, towards them, mm-hmm. you know, like when they see someone coming and even if you have a short saying safety coach, they, they would expect someone to approach you and ask you about your risk assessment, ask about your paperwork, ask about your procedures compliance. And, and the conversation doesn't go in that direction. Conversation goes, you know, like what's make your job difficult today? What's different? You know, where do you think that could be a mistake for someone new coming to the team? You know, like what trades you have as a leader that you think can help your team to perform or what weaknesses you think you have as a leader that can put in, in, in against you. You know, so 
those kind of questions that people usually don't expect it. And that's where the conversation starts. So in a nutshell, this would be a safety coach. He's engaged in, in the work life situations and promotes some awareness. You talk, you're talking there about coaching. And as soon as you started, I, I got I got the impression because I've, I've trained trainers in the past and you're talking about the classical coach, the classical coach, which does not provide the answers and gets the people to actually come up with the answers themselves from, from within yeah. them. So you're, you're not preaching at them. You're not dictating a line of action. You're getting them engaged to come up with solutions for themselves, which is, is brilliant. Now that's, I like, I like the idea of that. Yep. Okay. You said you weren't originally into safety. It wasn't the spark, but you've obviously done it for quite some time. So what headed you down that pathway? Uh, to be honest, you know, at the time I was very young. I, I wasn't sure what I should do to my life. And then a friend of mine told me, oh, you, you should go to some of the industrial districts around where we live and in, in, into some technical training so you can get a job. I said, well, that that's, sounds like a plan because where I live, it's a very small town in the coast side of South Brazil. So there's not much other than tourism, fishing, sporting, and surfing. So I kept surfing, but I, I went to do something else. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I ended up on safety. And, and like I said, across the years, I learned it and I saw how beneficial it is, you know, for people, for mm. society, for the companies and for the profession as well. So I, I kind of started getting in love with that. And But I think the, the spark came in when I first got to deal with social skills or soft skills, mm -hmm. uh, which, by the way, are the hard ones to apply, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, when I first met the book Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman, mm -hmm. I reflect a lot on that as well. There is so much technicality, you know, procedures, laws, and, and technical knowledge around where we work, and there's not much on social skills, so I, I, I kind of like it, and so that's where I started digging down and ended up on the coaching path. So, yeah, that's 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 how I came to safety, I would say, and kept in safety. Yeah. Coaching and mentoring people, what's the enjoyable part of it for you? Hmm. Interesting. I, I think the enjoyable part is you're looking at the people's potential, not people's performance. Like, you know, you have, when you start a relationship, it, coaching always starts with relationship. You know, if you don't build that relationship and trust and building, build that rapport with someone else, you, you actually can't coach, in my opinion. You, you do have to have some relationship so you can see that person and say, well, I do see potential on, on him and, you know, and start to helping him to see that the same potential, you know, that can be very simple things like a performing a job better, or it can be more substantial thing like a leading a team or an organization in a, in a better way from someone looking outside. So I, I think they enjoy that, that moment where people realize that they can do more, they can be better instead of it can be the best, you know. So that's the, the thing I like. Yeah. Do do you do you like myself get a kick out of when you see people trying to push themselves to be the best possible it, it sounds cliched, but the best possible version of themselves. They're they're pushing beyond their current comfort zone 
into something that they you clearly can see that they could do and mm. you, you, they start to actually get the the clue that oh maybe there is something more maybe i could do better yeah and and you mentioned something which got my attention which was the comfort zone you know there are some common says like, like there is a lot of people outside of the comfort zone on top of the everest mm. <laughs> you know what i mean like under the under the snow and just bones uh so I do think there is a place for comfort zone. We do need that, you know, like a relax, sit down, feel that we master what we are doing. Mm. And I, I had that in my career a couple of moments, like when I was six, eight years in position, you know, really enjoying knowing everything and knowing everyone. And, you know, you know the, the drill. Yep. Uh, but there is also a moment for you being courageous and stepping out a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Mm. Uh, and that's where your learning comes. You know, like that's that's where you're learning coming from, and and that's some that's a piece of the coach's job as well, which is challenge a little bit that person. You know, because uh, what else could you do differently? You know, that's a very simple and based stuff question that we ask, and then people, well, actually, I could do this, da 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 da, da. and so and then you go, and what's stopping you on going that direction? Oh, I might need just to plan myself to take the time for that. And then, all right, so you have a plan. So what the future looks like for you next week? Actually, I'm going to do that. So, you know, you see them growing from not even realizing what they could do to actually having a plan in place. Uh, but it, by the end of the day, all relies on their commitments. You know, I'm not doing anything. The coach is not doing anything for them. It's up to them really committing themselves to do the change they want and, and that does not happen always you know like there are some cases where it just stops on the words and the, the action doesn't come so and then there is another piece of work which is following you up so so yeah okay excellent you've worked as you said offshore and currently working on or underground which do you prefer and why hmm I would say offshore because of the sea. Like I said, I, I like to surf. I like the sea. I like to be on around the sea. So yeah, I would say offshore. I would say offshore. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And how are you finding underground? Is it is is it a bit more challenging than perhaps you thought? Mm, it is. Yeah, I had no idea how how the business happens underground and you know how complex it is i think most of people don't have a clue as well which remind me is a little bit offshore you know like they are both very complex mm -hmm. social technical systems you know like a high level technology dealing with you know nature force such as gas and 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 strata a lot of people come in different rotations and and swings and you know like a fatigue management both so they're really really similar in broader aspects but they they are very distinct in the way the things are done as well i ask you a question out of the blue because i saw, I saw a little article today it was about australia is desperately struggling with skill shortages for people for, for, for basically people working in the mines skilled experts in their in their roles is that what is that what you're finding in uh, North Queensland? I'm seeing people coming from overseas. Yeah, uh, I can give a couple of examples on the mine I'm working. Like there is, 
South African guy who just joined the geological team. There is a Brazilian lady last okay, last couple of months who came from a, a big Brazilian company uh, in the mining, joining the planning team. So yeah, I think they are seeking for for hands and you know specialized hands, especially uh, in in this case, I would say yeah. Yeah. What sort of curiosity? Uh, what sort of swing are you on currently? I'm doing 28 on, 20 on, 28 off. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So I'm traveling straight from Brazil, go to the mine sites, stay a month in there and go home and stay a month in, in home. Is that, is, I don't want to get too personal, but is that tough on your family? It is. It is. So it's not easy, and and I think it's not it's not something which I would do for the rest of my life. It's an experience. It's a a challenge I took to myself for a certain period of time. It's really tough for myself, for my family, for my kids. So like I said, I have two kids: one three years old boy and one nine years old girl, plus my wife. So it's it's pretty hard to leave home. Once you are here, once you are settled, things goes fine and fast, uh, mm-hmm. but it's always challenge to be away from home for a, a such big period, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. You've had a, a fairly long career so far in safety. What's been the most rewarding role you've had? Oh, my leader is going to love that, but it's actually my current role. <laughs> <laughs> and it mm-hmm. is, you know, with all the honest, like I said, I found in coaching and, and developing a very pleasant role to to play so far so good it's not easy i would say because my my job relies on others people availability and commitment you know like doesn't rely on me on getting things done you know like my the best i can do is try to promote an environment where they trust me and where they want to engage with me mm-hmm. but nothing is done if they are not on board so that's the, the, the frustrating part i would say sometimes you don't get that much but there are good days and bad days, and so far, majority have been good days. All right. Interesting question. I've had a few people with different opinions on, and I've got one gentleman Here we go. <laughs> coming up shortly. Safety culture. All right. Do Alex, put... is, is, is it real? Is it real? <laughs> Do we need to put the word safety? Could we just talk about culture, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you ask, there is a safety culture. If you want to talk about safety, yeah, you can say there is a safety culture. But in general, it's just culture. You know, like there will be a, 
a team culture. There will be, you know, a compliance culture. You can put it whatever you want in front of the culture. It's just how people interact with each other, I would say. Yeah, look, I, I, I think that's a pretty good definition because I've had people say this definitely is. I've had people saying this definitely not. Culture is culture is culture is culture. And there definitely is culture at different environments. There's different cultures on different sites. There's cultures within different teams. There's cultures within the same and different com- companies. And Yeah, absolutely. Is, is the way that we treat safety or value safety different in Australia than other places you've been? Uh, there, there are differences, but I don't think that's a country related i think that's a more uh, it's a region or or you know not sure nationality plays a lot on that but i can give you an example like people from latin america mm-hmm. they are much more emotional based they are much more reactive and you know acting up in the moment you know when people from australia and from uk from Netherlands, they are more factual, they are more cool, they are more, you know, plan-based and detail-based. So these are the differences, I would say. Uh, That's, of course, a very general statement, you know, like each person, you know, there are subcultures, there are sub-personalities as well, but in a general way, that's how I would describe. And interesting, you mentioned that there is a, a study done in the past, I mean, maybe 90s, call it Louis model mm-hmm. where he brings like a couple of nationalities in, in, in some pockets and describe how they would operate in a general manner. That's a pretty interesting uh, reading. I would say for those who are working with international companies and international cultures, and that describes a little bit like when Asian based nationalities, they would be very strong on command and control. And, you know, that's another description that we could give them and very rule-based so not much emotions or, or arguments against the rules so what is said is done so yeah but that, yeah, there are differences there are general differences and that affects I would say considerably how safety is, is done as well yeah you know ask you talked about people from Australia the UK Norway and that very much factual base, very much a lot less emotional. Do you think that would be a, a bit detrimental that we're not, I don't know, taking things more holistically? We're basically looking at figures and statistics and stuff in cold black and white? Actually, I, I think there is no right or wrong on that. I think they, they, they will call... As, as per this, the situation needs, you know, like you can take benefits on being more emotional driven relationship, but you also can lose things on sticking too much on that, you know, like you can have benefits on being factual and, and plan in detail based, but you might lose some relationship influence on having that emotional side, you know, so I think that's all about balance uh, as anything in life, you know, like uh, you need to be self-aware of where you are and, and, what do you need to do from there? Okay. Now, uh, most safety, uh, most people who think about safety, I find, uh, tend to read a bit. Uh, 
tell me, uh, is there any book in the safety sort of genre that has influenced you and your beliefs about safety more than others? Uh, the one I mentioned before, Daniel Goleman on emotional intelligence, I think that's a, a must read for people in safety who would like to go be above and beyond the technical skills. You know, mm -hmm. like that's a, a first place to start. More safety related, I would mention Clive's book, The Next Generation of Safety mm -hmm. Leadership. That's an amazing book. I have mentioned that for so many people in my network. And I, I think all of them must, I must read that, you know. Actually, I'm, I'm I'm trying to facilitate someone to translate that to Portuguese because I think Brazilians would take a lot of uh, benefit from that. So, yeah. Uh, so that's an amazing book. Uh, definitely a must read for any safety professional. It's got a lot in it for 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 such a uh, small book. I think it's around ninety pages, and I'm like, it's it, it's got a a good good impact. You can you can have books that go on and on and on, but they just don't get to the point as much. So yeah, I agree with you on that. It's not just that I agree with Clive on many things. I just yeah, the book has it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I think his I think his language on book is easy to deal with, you know, like yeah. even though he's coming from a psychology background, he goes very easy on the language. You know, he talks about real work situations where he he were exposed. So I, I reckon myself in, in many of them. That's why I really like this book, you know, especially in my last couple of years, I would say, since I've been involved in coaching and in trying to do safety in a different way. So yeah, he, he hit the nail on, on the language, I would say. Yeah, excellent. All right. Most safety professionals I've ever spoken to are extremely frustrated individuals because of certain things in the workplace. Is there anything in the workplace that frustrates Alex more than others? Well, I think when people are so attached to numbers, ratings, you know, frequency, when they are attached to things which are not real, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Frustrate a little bit me. That was one of my first frustration in my role in the back in the past, you know, having to do all that counting and and doing things which didn't make any sense for me. So I think I we're still having a lot of that. There is a big movement, as, as you all know, on, on doing safety differently, looking as a new view and, and and hop and all that stuff, whatever we want to call it. Uh, so there's a big movement going on, but uh, there's so much, so many people that haven't even heard about it, and they're still, you know, religiously attached to that and think that safety will come from that number. Yeah, I can tell you, despite the fact that we hear and read about new view safety, hop, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I can tell you at the at the front lines there is some still some. You'd surprisingly amount of, I don't know, command and control sort of uh, thinking. And, you know, you'd think that would be going away, but it it's like a weed. It's just, just persistent. And I, I, I can be honest and say there are certain situations where that might be a useful approach, you know, an yeah. emergency sort of life, sort of life and death situation. But mm, I, I was, I've, I've been surprised by how, resistant those ideas are to change to be honest yeah yeah and you, and you mentioned on commanding control and situation where they are required and this is something we we 
share with people on site, especially leadership, when we give them a little bit of more knowledge in, in theories and models to work with. And one of the models says how you much how much you would balance your coaching, mentoring, asking, and and you know, and, and how how you would play around that training. And that's what, what we mentioned to people, like telling people what to do is not the only option, but coaching also asking questions, not the best option for every situation. You know, like you, you brought a, a, a very simple scenario, emergency, under an emergency, you would not coach in the person. What do you think should be done right now? To, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like absolutely to put, the, put, to put the fire out. Well, I don't know. Well, have a think and come back later. No, you, you're going to tell them then what to do, you know? Someone who is brand new in the industry have no clue what's going on. You you're gonna tell them the first times, you know. So yeah, exactly right. That's the other situation I always think about is new people where you've actually got to be highly directive and actually high level of supervision. There is no no what someone with zero experience. You can't say, well, what do you think we should do? Because they've got nothing to draw on. Um, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, that, that's good. All right. Uh, currently studying. What are you studying? I'm taking an MBA on HSC management system and human factors. It's an online MBA in Brazil. So mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, what's what's the big plan? What's the big plan? What's what's the goal at the end of Alex's career? What are you hoping to achieve? I, I would say in a in a short term, I, I want to take coaching for safety to a broader audience uh, i'm actually having conversations with that fellow in uk michael emery to bring that course to brazil in portuguese mm -hmm. that course is under an iosh credential not sure mm -hmm. if you have heard about iosh before yep. so we we got that credential I, I can facilitate that training now we are going to the commercial side of that and advertise that course in brazil and See if you can reach more people who are not able to travel overseas or speak in English. So we're gonna bring that up to that those people. Yeah, and that's the short term and long term. I I want to keep working those high complex social technical industries such as mining, oil and gas, and perhaps going to aviation at some times. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, curious. Is the family still in that little village? Still there. Lovely place. We brought a house last year. Really nice backyard. That's where my safe space is. You know, like when I go there, have my cup of coffee, playing with my dog and enjoying the quality time I have at home for 28 days. So, yeah. Fantastic. i got to tell you, when you were talking about the small village, which has surfing and fishing and stuff like that, I felt like I don't know if I'd leave that to be honest, because it sounds pretty <laughs> idyllic. But I, I yeah. suppose I suppose we do have bills to pay and 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 mouths to feed and stuff like that. So yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, that's the interesting part. Like the village has four traffic lights, and usually two are not working. So <laughs> so you can go easily on traffic jams and other stuff. You know, like but yeah, it's it's a good place. There are some downsides on no, not having all the facilities you would have in a big center, but I'm, I'm happy. So how good. Very good. Very good. All right. Alexandra, I th 
really do appreciate you being on tonight and it's been an absolute pleasure. But for now, time's running out and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Awesome, Tom. Thanks for having me and enjoy the conversation. See you around. Bye. Thanks for listening to Health and Safety Conversations with Tom Bourne. Until next time, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you have a story to tell about health and safety? Something that you've learned, experienced, or witnessed? Something that you think could help others? Health and Safety Conversations is a podcast that amplifies the voices of people from all walks of life, sharing their stories and experiences about health and safety. We're now taking bookings for recordings for Season 4, which begins next year. Whether you're a worker, manager, safety professional, or someone who's been personally impacted by a health and safety incident, we want to hear from you. Your story could help to make a difference in someone else's life. To book a recording, visit our website or send us an email. We look forward to speaking with you soon.